We don't need no accreditation We don't need no thought control Hi there, I'm Colin Green. You're listening to Spike Pit, but this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive-by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then this is not the episode for you. Remember, this is a drive-by. There you go. TJ at the top of the show. And I, I I still can't believe he turned around that performance so quickly within minutes of me posting that episode i get a uh, a notification ding from tj i listen to it and man i'm scrabbling to tag it into the episode awesome awesome stuff but on the subject of gm accreditation i haven't got a lot more information it seems that this is all going to kick off with um, Luderati in September. I'm going to leave it for now, I think. Check it out a little bit nearer the time and see what's going on. Hopefully, like I say, maybe I can get to meet up with some of the people involved and, and, and see just what's involved. In the meantime, I've got a big response, got a bunch of call-ins. Both sides of the fence, people kind of for and against the idea of accreditation. I even got a message from Frank T. Um, He's got stuff to say about this. We're hoping to do a collaboration and record something, but um, since posting this episode, kind of the wheels fell off my wagon a bit. Everything's been a little bit crazy, and I need to get back to Frank about that. But... um, that also puts me in mind of a message that, uh, well, not a message, an episode that um, Rob was doing uh, from Down in a Heap, talking about how much he enjoyed the Anchorite collaboration. So that's given me food for thought as well. In the meantime, let's hear what everyone's got to say about GM accreditation. Colin, Mark of the Yawning Owlbear. Uh, GM accreditation. You know, I kind of warned about this sort of thing multiple times in my previous casts. This is pretty much what happens when a hobby goes mainstream corporate. 
and it just becomes a soulless product. A person should need a license to, sh- to actually play a game. Pretty much, even going into just a friend's house now, it's going to be required that you have a license to play a game. I mean, come on, that's just ridiculous. I mean, if they wanted to vet you at cons and whatnot, that's all well and done. But, yeah, this is just one huge cash grab, and it's now become a shadow of what it was meant to be, which was just to have fun. But if that's how they wanted to go, then they just killed another hobby. That's all I got to say on that. Take it easy, man. Hey, Jason here, calling about GM accreditation. I'm not going to add a whole lot to the discussion because I fully agree with you. I've also, in the professional sphere, seen accreditation that ends up being scams to get companies to pay thousands of dollars for outside agency to do quality assurance that that company should be doing on their own. Honestly, in the gaming field, it doesn't need to be there. If you're doing a Pathfinder Adventure League and they want to, you know, if they want to vet their GMs, that makes sense. I get that. If Gen Con wants to vet the GMs coming to Gen Con, I get that. But is a general thing, like where we're going to look on Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds and see accredited GM, that's, that's, you know, come on, get over yourself. You, you'll find out really quickly if a guy's a good GM or not, or a gal's a good GM or not, and you'll find out in a, you know, during one game. It's a couple hours. We don't need accredited GMs. Hey, Jason here. Just wanted to expand on my thoughts from yesterday because, unfortunately, it's going to open up another kettle of fish that'll get everybody riled up, including you probably, and it's justifiable, but I used the term vetting in my last voice message, right? So if the Venture League or Gen Con wants to vet their GMs, I wasn't thinking so much their GM ability as I was thinking, well, you want to vet because you don't want to, you don't want a convicted pedophile there at the table with kids, right? That's what I was thinking about as far as vetting games, specifically for tables that are going to be open to children, not having, you know, convicted sex offenders there at the table with them, right? But, and we can discuss whether that's good or bad, but that's what I was talking about vetting, not necessarily GM skills. I think if eventually once to have a GM skills workshop, that's great, but I'm not, but I'm still down on the idea of accreditation. Now, the other question I posed to listeners was this idea of what do you do if you're a kind of content producer and you've maybe taken a product or um, you've been involved with a person who then falls out of favour. Maybe they have done something bang out of order, maybe... It's just something that's come to light about their past. You know, they've got skeletons in their closet, so to speak. What do you do about that? Um, I've had a fair response about this. I'm still struggling to figure out what I think about it. Quite uh, quite a range of opinion here. It's It's interesting... Obviously, as always, to me, everybody's thoughts are valid. I'm not passing judgment. I'm not... I don't want to be in the business of defending people or attacking people particularly. I just... I'm really all for having a discussion. And, you know, if... um, 
if I'm maybe irritating people or getting people riled up a little bit, you know, just consider that I'm sometimes I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit just to kind of get this stuff out in the open because I don't think the place for the darker side of the hobby or or humanity even, I don't think it's good to put it away, bury it, take take it out of sight. I think it's better to get this stuff out in the open and discuss it. And let's, let's get a few things sorted out if we can. Maybe we can't. Uh, perhaps it's a little bit of uh, the old pipe dreams there that I'm having my own little pipe dream. I don't know, but just believe I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to have these discussions with the best of intentions. And l- listen, man, if you think I'm wrong about this. I urge you to call in. Tell me, tell me. Yeah, Spike Pit, you're, you're talking nonsense, mate. I'm happy to hear it. You know, um, I, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be any kind of authority on any of these subjects. In fact, most of what's going on here is, is it's whole conflicted calling. Don't know what to make of this stuff. Just asking for a little bit of help from the community and some ideas that's all it is let's hear what people have got to say hey colin mark from the yelling isle bear in response to your question on whether to take down a video if something comes up in my opinion i think christopher walken said it best the past is past the future is now Honestly, that's something I believe the actual creator of the episode would have to decide for themselves. If you're involved in it and it personally affects you, I would say take it down. Um, But if not, I mean, it's your work. You took time out of your schedule to make the episode. I'd say keep it as is. Um, But to each his own. And uh, and with that, good sir, take it easy. Hey, Colin, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. You asked what to do if you played a game or did a live play with someone who then later, um, for some reason, falls out of favor. So, you know, I guess I think for any of this, that's really an ethical question. I mean... Certainly, there are people who would say, well, if it didn't discuss the topic that the person fell out of favor for, then there's nothing wrong with leaving it up. I guess I just think it's a personal choice, you know? And personally, I don't want to be judged if I decide to take it down because I don't want it there. But I also don't want to be judged if I leave it there, you know? I guess part of this is just about the fact that people are going to judge either way, and I think people should do what feels right to them. Colin, I was listening to your latest where you were talking about, you know, going back and editing or taking stuff down and this kind of thing uh, that's maybe related to whatever, controversial people or terrible people, whatever. And I've got one thing up from a while back that ended up being related to somebody that was a total piece of garbage. Uh, 
and I hadn't even thought of taking it down. It didn't cross my mind, but at the same time, I had another thing up from years ago from somebody that turned out to just be, you know, just a complete embarrassment. And I did end up taking that down, uh, partly because I just didn't want to support what they did, meaning monetarily. Partly, I just did not want my stuff like associated with them. And uh, I didn't like look at myself as having done anything wrong because it was years and years before some other stuff happened or I even got to know them enough to realize, oh, wait a second. It's just not somebody's stuff I want up. I didn't feel like I was rewriting history or anything like that. I just felt like it was just my own call of whose stuff I want on my pages and whose stuff I want to promote. You know, I guess there is a line there. I think certainly maybe if it was some kind of sick, you know, twisted pedophile or something like that, I don't think anybody would have any kind of qualms at all about taking it down. You know, it wouldn't even be a question. Um, but then, aside from, you know, really egregious things like that, it's kind of really everybody's own personal call because some things are whatever accusations, other things are, you know, someone just being an a-hole or, or whatever, or just having, you know, extreme views or extremely different from you or whatever. Everybody's got to make their own call with that. Um, it's kind of, to me, having taken something down myself, it really came down to, I didn't want to to give the impression that I was supporting them. I didn't want to literally support them. And, uh, I just didn't want their stuff on my page. So, you know, you can call it censorship or you can call it just, you know, personal choice of what you want to support. I didn't feel I didn't lose any sleep over it. So anyway, good stuff. See you later. Hey, Colin, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your latest episode. And it's weird you should mention to deplatforming and stuff like that. So I'd, um, a person asked me to do a video on YouTube recently about my opinions about that. So I'm hoping to get around to that once I've finished off uh, all my LARPing and everything this weekend. Uh, sorry to get into the traffic in the background, just waiting for my bus in the morning. Um, to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of it. Um, I think, and I know there's people out there who've done like shitty things that are involved in like RPGs, but to be honest, <clears throat> I don't think that means you should try and get rid of whatever books that you may enjoy and whatever good may have come out of their time working in the sort of RPG community. To be honest, I think that feels a little bit like revisionist history to me. Also, I think it assumes that people aren't intelligent enough to vote with their feet or rather their money in this case and only support the people that they want to support. Now, to be honest, if you're if you're, you choose not to support someone because of whatever actions they've perpetrated within the community, that is absolutely fine. That's your right to do so. However, by simply removing someone entirely and deplatforming them, you deny other people the right to make that choice. And that's not something I'm a big fan of. I think everyone, as an adult, should be able to make their own decision 
about whether they want to buy someone's product or whether they don't. And I'm really not a fan of removing that option from people. And I also don't think that uh, a single or a number of bad things done, I don't think that it necessarily invalidates good things that have been done. For instance, without naming names, we know of several figures in the RPG community who've either been accused or sort of found guilty of fairly, fairly sort of heinous acts, to be honest. And obviously people are outraged by that. And yeah, that that's absolutely fine. I myself am not a fan of any of those acts or the people who sort of perpetrate them. I don't think I should really have to specify that, but I'm sure there'll be some people who jump in and say I was supporting them if I didn't. That's the stage we've got to. However, I don't think that removing any sort of good works those people have done necessarily makes the things they did any better, nor really punishes them. All it does is punish the people who actually want to read those books and removes their option to choose. But anyway, there we go. That's me. Take Sorry, I said that was going to be my last message and something else occurred to me just as I was clicking on save on the Anchor app. I also think that deplatforming someone and trying to effectively erase them from history because of something they've done means that the community as a whole probably isn't going to learn from whatever mistakes were made during the period of time where their actions came to light. It's that whole, those who don't learn from the mistakes of history are doomed to repeat that. So I don't think just trying to rewrite history and erase them does justice to either side in sort of traumatic events that are that occur. I think it's best to try and learn from them, move on, and allow people to make their own choices. Anyway, that is honestly my last part of this voicemail. So I will catch you soon, Colin. Take care. There you go. So I think it's pretty easy to say why do we get riled up and let ourselves get riled up about this stuff. But, you know, it's just games at the end of the day. But at the same time, this is something... I, I'm passionate about, it's something I feel strongly about, RPGs are a pretty big part of my life, I've said it before, probably too big a part of my life, but when, when I see some of this stuff going on, it just raises questions in my mind, I'm not really sure that I've asked the right question, in this instance, I maybe need to give it a little bit more thought. But part of the reason I'm doing these episodes is just to kind of tease out these ideas. Like I said earlier, just to kind of explore it as much for myself as for anybody else. Maybe that's a little bit selfish. I don't know, but I, th- I think these are probably questions that other people are asking as well as me. So I hope you forgive my indulgence. I'd like to thank everybody who's called in. Like I say, a raft of different opinions. Um, it would never hurt to have more, but... 
as it stands, it is what it is. Thank you for listening to this Spike Pit Drive-By episode. If you've enjoyed the show, consider spreading the word via social media. Take care. Catch you later.